in today's show. Looking at Monday in the NBA, the start of week seven, what we're watching for, who we can stream, and Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball and on Substack at joshlloyd48.substack.com. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com. The promo code is locked on. All right, let's talk games. There are 10 of them on Monday. I'm going to smash through them. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wolves, Wizards. A lot of these teams on back to backs on Monday, and the Wolves and Wizards are no exception. Uh, Torian Prince and Dillon Wright are going to be out, but there's a lot of players that we don't know yet because we don't know their status. Jalen, or Jaden, sorry. Jaden McDaniels is out Sunday. Jordan McLaughlin is out Sunday. With McDaniels out, they amazingly decided that starting Austin Rivers was the way to go. And for the Wizards, Kuzma, Monte Morris, Rui Hachimura are all questionable for Sunday's game. So you would have to think there is some risk of them missing Monday as well. So what are we watching for in this game? Well, on the Wolves side of things, prior to Sunday, the last two games from Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. They've been really good. And hopefully we start to get that rolling as a consistent thing for him and repaying some of the faith that fantasy managers had by drafting him round two, round three. Not that he's been a complete disaster, but he hasn't been up to those expectations. And also want to watch Kyle Anderson. So theoretically, with Prince... And maybe McDaniel's out. He should really be able to play a lot. Of course, they started Austin Rivers. But we'll see how those minutes um, do shake out in that game on Sunday. For the Wizards, Denny Abdi has been playing really well. And there's a huge opportunity for him again with the potential of Kuzma, Hachimura, Hachimura and Morris missing. Or at least one of those guys. Abdi has seemed to need at least one player out of the starting lineup or out of the main six or seven guys to be out for him to maintain or to increase value. And we'll see if that happens again. I also want to watch Corey Kispert, who I think is a pretty big disappointment. He's been getting good minutes, and he will get good minutes again if if Rui and Kuzma and Morris are out. But outside of hitting threes, which you'll hit two of them, that's fine. But will it be two threes for eight points? Or will it be three threes for 15 points? Like, what else does he do? And the answer is nothing. So I guess I just want to watch to see what his role looks like, how it looks on Sunday as well, um, and see if we can get anything more out of him. I really doubt it. Hawks Sixers. Bogdanovich won't play Harden, won't play Maxi, won't play. Capella and Embiid have both been ruled out for Sunday. Whether they play on Monday is still up in the air. Capella's out with dental pain. We know Embiid's out with that foot sprain, which, of course, was supposed to cost him two games and now is going to cost him more. Matisse Thibel, I would expect to be out as well. On the Hawks side of things, of course, we want to watch Anyeka Okongwu if Capella is out, and he is an excellent stream in that scenario. Also, I want to watch Dejounte Murray. Now, we'll get a chance to see him again on Sunday. Of course, he looked like a massive dickhead 
on Friday against the Rockets when he was doing his standard Drew League antics and just being someone that you just want to go, my guy, like, calm down. What, what, on his, is he the most annoying player in the league? Maybe. His production's been a little bit down as well. Obviously scored well in that game against the Rockets, but let's see if he's able to get some of the rebounded assist numbers up, which have fallen away somewhat for him. I just want to see if John Collins can get more involved. I, I highly doubt that. You know, I've had people ask me whether John Collins is a dropper. He isn't. Is he a buy low? I'm not even sure that he's that, though. I think he might almost be around the area that he's going to maintain. For the Sixers, well, we want to watch the Paul reed Montrez harrell situation if Embiid is out. But also George Niang, who's been a very, very good streamer for threes, much like we talk Corey Kispert. And Niang's a better option there. I think he's going to hit more threes. He's probably going to do a little bit more. He's probably going to be a little bit more efficient overall. And with those absences, there are you know, increased opportunities for Georgie to go out there and put up some good numbers. So let's watch what he is able to do in this scenario. Cavs-Raptors, back-to-back for Cleveland. They are also dealing with a bunch of um, questionable or injured players. Every one of them got is out. Now, I don't... Oh, let's try again. Every one of the guys who was questionable is out for Sunday. Jarrett Allen, Karis LeVert, Kevin Love, Lamar Stevens. They're all out. Whether they play on Monday against the Raptors, I don't know. They're out on Sunday against the Pistons. We don't know whether those guys return. I would expect, you know, given that they were hurt, that sitting them on one of the game of the back-to-back makes sense. So there's a chance they all return on Monday. But the Raptors, it's a little bit more positive. Scotland Barnes has missed the last two. He's questionable. Pascal Siakam, he's ready to return. I wonder what they'll do in terms of limiting minutes. Well, he's not ready to return. He's questionable. So we'll either get Pascal back on Monday or maybe back on Wednesday. They are going to be without Otto Porter and the big sneeze pressures at but they could getting Barnes and Siakam back will be key. Now, on the Cav side of things, I expect Dean Wade will start irrespective of the status of Levert and Stevens. And we want to see if he can push into at least 14-team league discussion. While for Don Mitchell, I know he's been excellent this season. He's done. He's good. But what I am really trying to track here are his assist numbers, which started out... Absolutely sky high as he played point guard. And then Garland came back and we've seen them start to dip. And that's really going to be the difference between him being a top 30 guy versus top 15 player, I think. He's getting seven assists or six assists versus getting three assists. So we want to see where that fits. For the Raptors, Thad Young and Chris Boucher. Like, their roles have been great and they've been must-roster players for the short term. But if Barnes and Siakam both return, like, where does he fit? Like, what sort of value does... Or where do either of those guys fit? I would hold them, but I'm not really sure that they're going to be able to stick, especially young, as 12-team league players. But we'll get some extra data points here and be able to find out about that. Today's episode is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasional budget across the US, the UK, Canada, and Australia. Get a classical luxury car for a special event, birthday or holiday. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B or test drive that new electric vehicle that you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. T-U-R-O dot com. Cool. Let's look at the next game. It is the Hornets and the Celtics. LaMelo Ball has been ruled out. We don't really have a time frame as when he returns. Hopefully, he's able to get back this week, but we don't know. That would be an expectation. Um, 
I don't want to hear conspiracy theories about how they're tanking and he's not going to play again and he's going to get shut down. Like, it just, I don't know. It just bothers me. Yes, he's missed four games. It'll be the fifth game here in a row with that ankle sprain. It'll be about two weeks. They don't play again. They play Monday. Then they don't play again until Friday. And then they don't play on the Saturday back-to-back. I reckon that Saturday back-to-back against the Bucks is a reasonable guess for when LaMelo returns. We'll see. We know Haywood's out for a fair few weeks here. Den Smith is also out on Monday. So they'll go Terry Rogier again at point guard with big minutes. But what this does mean is... Well, actually, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, other injury updates. Jason Tatum is going to miss Sunday's game for the Celtics. And he may not play Monday. And I, I wonder, I just wonder whether Al Horford's back spasms will flare up. I don't know that. They are playing Sunday. So there is a chance that his back spasms flare up Sunday night, completely coincidentally, that they play Monday. Um, because we know that Al Horford told us he was going to play back-to-backs this season. So we know he wouldn't lie. It's just he's had some bad luck with the back spasms. So we'll see how that um, we'll see how that plays out and whether Horford is ready to go. So with LaMelo out, with Haywood out, with Smith out, you're probably going to get Jalen McDaniel starting. Now, McDaniel's upside long-term isn't particularly high, I don't think. It does help that the injury to Haywood has hit, but the guy who benefits or maintains there is Oubre because Oubre would have come to the bench. Someone in one of my comments said, no, nah, Oubre was definitely not moving to the bench. Okay, who was then? Like, if Oubre wasn't moving to the bench, was Rogier? Was Lamello? Was Washington? Was Plumley? Was Haywood? I don't think so. Anyway, doesn't matter because Haywood's out. So Oubre will stay in the starting lineup and... Ball will come back, and that will be the guy that... he Ball will be the guy who basically places Haywood. So McDaniels will play that 21-22. But for now, while Ball is out and Smith is out, then Jalen does have value here. And I want to see what Ubre can do. Is he going to shoot 25 shots and miss a lot of them? Probably. Shout out Dylan Brooks. But he's also had a really high steal rate this season. But the Celtics, with the expectation that Horford is out and maybe Tatum, Grant Williams is going to have to be in line for a big game. I would also... Pay attention to Luke Cornett because if Tatum and Horford are out, they might start Blake Griffin, which would be Al, but they might, but we might get big Williams and Cornett games. Also watch Malcolm Brogdon. Derek White's playing well, but without Tatum, you need the offensive creation that Brogdon brings, and that would at least put him into streaming territory, if not a guy to definitely grab while Tatum is hurt to see where that goes. It's a back-to-back for Orlando and Brooklyn. The Magic are in uh, in some strife with injuries. Tell me if you've heard that before. On Sunday, they're without Wendell Carter, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Marco Fultz, Chumra, KK. So they have zero point guards. And they are going to start zero point guards. The only guard they're going to start is Gary Harris in that game. So it's getting wild. Nice, Gary! So basically, Franz Wagner's going to be their point guard. Whether those injuries to Carter and Suggs um, carry over. We know that Fultz is going to be out. We know that Cole Anthony is going to be out. And Suggs, this is the reason that he played so poorly the, the last game, 19 minutes. He hurt his ankle against the Pacers, never returned. They said he was okay, but he just never returned. And then he played the next game and played 19 minutes. So that's that ankle again for Suggs. He will trend, I think, towards a drop if he misses time. Um, as for Fultz, a lot of people are asking, is he an addable player? He will miss Sunday, Monday. So the chance of him returning is probably going to be Wednesday. Again, it might just line up that everyone's out, that Suggs is out again here with this ankle problem, and Cole Anthony's out, so Fultz might be an option. I don't mind sashing him. I don't think that he's got top 100 upside or anything like that, given the way this team is and his own injury problems and his own deficiencies for fantasy. But it's not it's not the worst grab. Like It's a better grab than, say, Tony Warren, TJ Warren, if you don't know who Tony Warren is. Yeah, it's a much better grab than him, I think. But I wouldn't say that the upside's particularly sky high. 
So what we want to see here is, or on the net side of things, Yuta Watanabe is out. We also want to see whether Wendell Carter is available too. And Tony Warren's out until the end of the week. Um, so it's a big opportunity with Carter out for Bumber again to be worth using. Now, Carter, Bumber is only worth using while Wendell is out, but Wendell is out. So let's see what Bumber can do. And can we actually get anything out of Roderick Hampton Jr.? They're not going to start him because A, they don't believe in him, and B, he's not good. But he might be forced into good minutes. He's played 25, 21, and 29 minutes the last three games, Hampton. And that at least gives a modicum of streaming value. For the Nets, Nicky Claxton, let's just watching the Simmons and Claxton pairings and how they both can be successful. They have been the last couple. And then Joe Harris, who looks really bad. Like, I want to watch the Joe Harris minutes to see, like, where he fits. Like, is Seth just going to run away with that role? I think so. The Thunder and the Pelicans is the next game. Pelicans are six-point favorites. Muscala is out. We don't have an update on the Pelicans yet regarding Christian James McCullum, who has missed the last two with COVID, and Brandon Ingram, who had to leave the last game early due to a toe contusion. He is officially questionable. For Monday, I think CJ probably does miss, which means Jose Alvarado and Devontae Graham get a boost there. Um, as for Ingram, it's like a 50-50 proposition as to whether he plays. For the Thunder, Alexei Pokyshevsky played nine minutes last game. As I detailed in the Waiver Wire show earlier today, I'm not dropping Poku. And in fact, if he does get dropped, I would add him really quickly. Nine minutes last game does not mean nine minutes this game. It does not mean 12 minutes this game. It also doesn't mean 30 minutes this game. But I think he trends more to at least 23-24, pushing higher. And I, I wouldn't leave him on the wire. I also watched Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who is really underwhelming, but the minutes for him have been a little bit better. 22-31, 18-24 the last three games. He gets some steals. He's very up and down. We know that. But I just want to see whether there's any stability in what he can do. For the Pelicans, Jose Alvarado and Devontae Graham should be getting boost there. Alvarado is the guy that I would go for over Graham, but of course, he's more of an assist and steals guy, whereas Graham's a three-pointer and scoring sort of a player. And then also wants Larry Nance, who we know has been under 20 minutes the last three games. All blowouts. If the game is close, if Nance plays under 20 minutes and the game is close, then I would say, yeah, maybe we don't hold. But I think he is a guy we want for now. And look, it might not be closer. It might be another blowout and Nance's minutes drop. But we always want to watch the Nance Valanciunas minutes to see how that all plays out. Bulls Jazz. The Jazz are two-point favorites here at home against the Chicago Bulls. We know Lonzo Ball is out. We know Rudy Gay is out. But Alex Caruso has popped up on the injury report with, um, what has he popped up with? Some sort of ankle problem, I believe it is. Yep, uh, ankle sprain. He is questionable there. While Mike Conley, I'm expecting Conley to be out, but we don't have an official designation on whether Mick is going to play with that uh, popliteus strain in his leg. He's missed four straight. I don't expect that he plays, but we don't know that yet. For the Bulls, I want to watch Ayo Desumu. If Caruso does miss, does that push push? No, does that push Desumu back up? He's been really struggling, and he has not been a 12-team league player, and I don't think he will be a 12-team league player. This is one of the concerns that I had with the Bulls and their guards. Is there was a lot of options. Caruso, Desumu, Dragic, White, and that's not even including Ball. And then Desumu started out red hot, but everything has fallen, fallen, fallen way off. This might be an opportunity to get some numbers back. I much prefer Pat Williams than Desumu. Williams is playing well. I don't know if his upside's all that high with the way this team is constructed, but he gets some blocks. He's shooting pretty well. The scorings are all right. It's not great. It's all right. He's more of a block steal streamer, but there's value in that. For the Jazz, Colin Sexton has put up some solid games in replacement of Mike Conley. Some bad ones too. He's had two good ones, two, one not great one and one okay one. But we keep rolling with him until Conley comes back. And then let's, let's see, because before Conley got hurt... 22, 25, 17, 22, 20 minutes. Like, pretty bad. 
So we want to see what his role is with and without Conley. And also Jared Vanderbilt Bar, who's not really doing much. I don't think in a points league, I don't think he's a must roster player. In a category league, he probably is, but I'm feeling less and less confident about that. Um, the steal rate isn't quite as high as it was in Minnesota. He's really like a rebounds guy with some field goal percentage. And maybe that's not for you. So let's see if he can turn, turn it around somewhat because it's been a bit of a struggle. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy. You're going onto Prize Picks, and it's not daily fantasy where you create a lineup with um, players and salary cap and go up against thousands of other people. It's you versus their individual player projections. So it might be Jared Vanderbilt Bar over six and a half rebounds. And you go, the one over or under. Which one do I take there? You'll Colin Sexton over or under 14 and a half points. Huh? Let's have a crack at that. And you get between two to six different players. Throw them into your entry, and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. It's available in over 30 states and in Canada, and you can do it really quickly in under 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. PricePix offers projections on basically any sport that you watch. Cricket, the NHL, women's college basketball, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, the NFL, PGA, college football. So much different stuff at PricePix. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, you get $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. The Rockets and the Nuggets. The Rockets are 11 and a half. No, they're not. The Nuggets are 11.5-point favorites. Ignore that. Houston is not 11.5-point favorites. The Nuggets are 11.5-point favorites in this one. Um, Jeff Green is out. The Wild Thing, Jay Sean Tate, is out. I realize I just put Green there, and there's Greens on both teams. That's Jeff Green. And there's Porters on both teams. That's Michael Porter Jr., who is questionable for the Nuggets. Uh, Bones Highland is questionable, while we do expect the Bruno Fernando return. So, of course, the big question we're going to watch is what the hell is Steven Silas going to do with the delicate dance at El Prenshengun? It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. All of the whispers have been that he will start Bruno Fernando because he really values his defense. Might Steven, if you value your job and you want to defend that, maybe don't start Bruno Fernando a journeyman backup center when you've got a bloke who just tore the absolute shit out of the Thunder last game in Shangun. Do I think Shangun's as good as he was in that game against the Thunder? Probably not. But I also know that Fernando will never touch that level. So Fernando's their third best center. This is what I don't get. Like Garuba and Shangun are much better and they've got more future as well. So we're going to see what old mate Steven Silas does. Does he relegate Shangun to the bench? If he does, I'll lose it. If he does and then plays him 24 minutes a night, I'll also be annoyed. Um, but let's see. Real opportunity for him to get out off my shit list, and I don't think he does. Let's also watch KJ Martin, who last game was really bad. 14 minutes only. Um, really struggled. Played few minutes in Tari preseason. Because you've got to feed Eric Gordon whenever you can. We know that's the rules in Houston. So let's see what Martin could do. I think he's more of a 14-team league guy rather than a must-roster 12. He's wildly inconsistent, and trying to pick which game he's going to be good is tough. Yes, when Eric Gordon is out, we love that. But Gordon's not out. So I don't really think that Martin's a 12-team league guy. Well, for the Nuggets, just as I'm recording this, an update here, Maga Porter Jr. has been um, downgraded to doubtful, so he will miss. So that means it's even more important to get Bruce Brown into your lineup. Bruce Brown is a guy that's playing very well at the moment, big minutes, big production. He can fill in anywhere, really. And with Porter out, he's going to do more. And Aaron Gordon also crushing it. Now, Gordon is going to regress because some of the shooting numbers are very high, but the opportunities with Porter out does help him. So let's watch that. Maybe we turn this into a sell-high situation. 
Suns and the Kings. Phoenix is one-point favorites. Cam Johnson is out. We don't have an update on Chris Paul. We know he's back at practice, so his return can't be too far away. We just roll with campaign until we at least get confirmation that Chris Paul is out. But what I also want to watch is DeAndre Ayton. The last three games for Ayton have been awesome. Last game was amazing. But historically, despite some of the narratives that were around, he has struggled next to Chris Paul. The narratives I'm talking about is, well, with Chris Paul there, he's got a real point guard now. So, you know, he's going to put up big numbers. And that just didn't happen. He has historically struggled playing with Chris Paul in terms of getting fantasy numbers. So we'll see what happens. It's been very encouraging to see Aiton play like this. And hopefully he doesn't go back into his shell. Tory Craig's a guy that, again, just is a nice back-end 12-team league player with very limited upside, but producing enough value for the time being. Well, for Sacramento, I'm very much out on Keegan Murray at the moment, but we also always want to watch it. The thing that's really concerning is 24, 21, 23 minutes the last three games. And that's because he's been playing poorly. But can he push into more playing time? Are they going to rely upon Casey Ockpala to drop in 21 minutes like last game? I don't know. If Murray goes back to 30 minutes, that would suggest he's playing better. And then we might change our tune there. Also watch Fan of Pants, Kevin Herter, who's been obviously shooting really well. A little bit of a drop the last couple, which is to be expected. And that's what, you know, they were rolling when him and Fox were hitting every shot in the world. Last two games, they didn't, and they got smashed. So where can they find that middle ground? Can they push through when guys aren't shooting at historically high clips? That's, I think, a big question for the Kings to answer. And the last game of the day is the Pacers and the Lakers. This is a back-to-back for Indiana. Um... I guess we'll find out. Yeah, is there any Buddy Heald, Miles Turner showcase? I'm taking the piss, but we'll see. The Lakers are four and a half point favorites here. Pat Beverly will be out for his suspension. Anthony Davis should return after missing last game. While we don't know about Duarte and Nembhard, they're both out on Sunday. Uh, I would expect they probably miss again Monday, but we don't know that. We always want to watch Sticks. I mean, we don't ever, but we do also want to watch Jalen Jalen Sticks, Jalen Smith. We're definitely not standing by him. He can be dropped, I think, in 12-team leagues. Um, also, TJ McConnell, who is a good stream option if you're looking for assists. I honestly just don't believe that he's a must-roster guy, especially when Duarte and Nempard come back. Like, how much does he play in that sort of scenario? That's that's a big question. Then for the Lakers, with Beverly out, Dennis Schroeder's first game was bad, second game was good. But that second game also coincided with the absence of Anthony Davis. So can he actually do something fantasy worthwhile if Davis plays? That's going to be key for us. And does he maintain that starting job when Beverly comes back? Is he good enough to do that? I'm not sure. Also, I want to watch... Um, I don't, what, what am I, what's wrong with me? I put Benedict Matherin on the Lakers side. He doesn't play for the Lakers. We'll talk about Benedict Matherin. We do want to watch what he's able to do. But I also want to watch Austin Reeves for the Lakers. That's the name I wanted to put there. Because Reeves has moved to the bench with LeBron back. But he's still playing 29, 30 minutes. And that's obviously really useful. Is he a 12-team league player? Probably not. Like, he's more of a 14-team league guy. But with the way he's playing, there's at least streamability there. For the um, streaming options for category leagues, these guys are all available in a lot of spots. Dennis Schroeder, Jalen McDaniels, Walker Kessler, the big avocado, Andre Drummond, TJ McConnell, Austin Reeves, Adrian Griffin Jr., and Kyle Anderson. Deeper leagues, all available in over 90% of leagues. AJ Griffin, Damian Lee, Kai Jones. He's getting minutes in Charlotte. Well, he did last game anyway. Darius Baisley, Jeremiah Robinson-Hill, Javante Green, Troy Brown Jr., and PJ Tucker. And for points leagues, all available in over 50%. Shredder, Avdia, Jalen McDaniels, Torrey Craig, Malik Monk, Tari Preseason, Larry Nance Jr., and Andre Drummond. Guys, that'll do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And when you're here on YouTube, you thumb it up. 
you leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.